4: Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot of people talking about the midterms. They're talking about the economy. Mm-hmm. The president is out and about, and like he often does, he'll stop for some ice cream. Dude likes ice cream. So he's eating some ice cream and taking some questions. And a reporter says, hey, one more question, as Joe is eating the ice cream in a waffle cone, by the way. Mm-hmm. Those are delicious. Um, saying, hey, just one more the uh, economic question: Are you concerned about the strength of the dollar right now? That's what he asked. Now, there's a little bit of a hesitation you'll hear before Joe answers. That's because he's actually taking a bite and he wants to enjoy the ice cream before he answers. Oh, yeah, savor it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there you go. One more economic
1: question We're about the strength of the dollar right now. 2nd mm-hmm. I'm not concerned
4: about the strength
0: of
5: the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Catch that? Concerned about the rest of the world? The world? Oh, yeah, yeah. not concerned about the strength of dollars, the rest of the world. Well, I, I'm sure he is. I mean, exchange rates mean nothing to him when you're America last. <laughs> yes. Good call. He yeah. goes on. Does that
0: make sense?
4: Does that make
0: sense? Yes.
4: Uh, our economy is strong as hell. Our economy is strong We're as hell. hell. Yeah. By what metric? Mm. The internal. Situation is worldwide worse off than everyone
0: else than it is in the United States. So, the problem is the lack of economic growth and sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. Got that? Oh, the lack of economic growth in other countries, but not here. Uh huh. Yes. It. Yeah. All right. And sound policy in
4: other countries, not so much ours.
5: Can what? I- what sound policy? is are we being treated to in america because when he says that inflation is worse everywhere else than here that's just not true and the countries where inflation is as bad or worse in a few cases uh it's because they they followed the same model as we did which is print a bunch of money and throw it out there that's what
4: i wanted to ask is if we didn't as we were starting to recover if we wouldn't have printed a bunch of cash and gave it away to people And if we would have continued to be
5: energy independent, would we be in the situation we are right now with the economy? No, we're not. We'd be seeing some probably because it is, you know, the the global economic model that we are all living in. I mean, we would probably feel the effects. I mean, certainly when China is shutting down major shipping Mm -hmm. ports and whatnot in their pursuit of COVID zero policy. Yeah, that would affect us. But it wouldn't be as bad as it is right now if we would just pump out and refine more oil, and if we hadn't sent $2 trillion out into the economy when we didn't need to. Right.
4: But it's worldwide issue. So that's sort of huh. the talking point there that we like got. like the
0: headline of the New York Post today. Because the New York Post is usually kind of smarmy, but 401 one k o Average retirement account down 25%. Yeah.
4: Yes. But yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal, man. Meanwhile, other stuff going on. Um, well, the Secretary of Transportation, when you're thinking about accomplishments from everything that's happened in the last year and a half or so, he, yeah.
5: he can't hardly even do it because there's so many, right? Right. Well, we, <laughs> we, we've got historic inflation. Technically, we're in a recession. We're on the brink of war with Russia, maybe even China. And some of the, the biggest employers are looking at scaling back hiring if they haven't already done so. The layoffs are coming very soon. Um, But Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says things are going well. And the jumping off point, just for some context here, is that the New York Times ran a piece that talked about how Democrats on the campaign trail right now aren't talking about the American Rescue Plan, the $2 trillion stimulus package that Joe Biden signed uh, not long after he took the presidency. Um, And the reason they're not talking about it is because everybody knows this is why we're experiencing so much inflation and why costs are rising so much in this country. Everybody knows that. So Democrats are running away from it. But anyway, he says, hey, things are going great. The reason people aren't talking about it is because we've just done so much good stuff that we can't list it all in a handy soundbite. Anyway, here's what he said on ABC.
6: All
4: right. Go, howdy duty.
6: We have our challenges right now, but uh, when the president took office, uh, we were facing an economy that was at risk of going into free fall. The American Rescue Plan stopped that. And I do uh. think we run the risk because there have been so many accomplishments.
4: Well, hold on, man. Seriously. I'm not shilling for anybody. We were already in recovery,
5: weren't we? Yes. Yeah, by all indicators, it, yes, it, absolutely. It, it was because that states were opening back up, and this is what we People were talking about. were going back to work. Right. When, when you had all these data geeks and nerds uh, in think tanks in D.C. and New York saying, well, will this be a V-shaped recovery, a K-shaped <laughs> recovery? It's like me, this guy who got a degree in film school. Right. Is looking around saying, "Well, yeah, it's it's probably going to be that V-shaped because we artificially killed off our own economy, and so as different states and economic engines therein start to get back to business, we'll, we'll probably be fine because there was nothing wrong with the under, underlying fundamentals of the economy." Right. Okay just want to make sure I didn't
4: misremember or something, but go on, Pete. Right, the CHIPS Act that's bringing manufacturing back
6: to the United States, uh, the PACT Act getting veterans the benefits they deserve, of course the infrastructure bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, on top of that American Rescue Plan, uh, you know, in some ways, having achieved so much legislatively makes it uh, hard to talk about it all at once because there are just so many accomplishments.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, dude... He is like the perfect shill for a political party, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That dude, what are the marching orders today? What do you want me to go out there and say? I bet he doesn't even fight it. He doesn't even say, listen, I can't go out there, do interviews, and say this load of crap that you're giving me to say. He just takes
0: the notes and goes. I got to tell you, that's a new one, though. (laughs) There's so much. You can't edit Stairway to Heaven. (laughs) (laughs)
5: No, I mean, he's. you're right. He's the perfect shill because he, he will just go out there with a smiley face, smiling face. He doesn't stumble over words the way that other people in this administration do. And part of that's because he has the benefit of having no soul. And so you can just go out there and repeat the talking points verbatim. And look good doing it, honestly. I mean the performance, I'll give that an A plus. That was a really good performance. It was all fake, but you know well, just again, from man, an acting when, standpoint. With so many
4: of these people, when it comes to career advancement, okay, you're right, it's no soul. It's I'll say whatever it is to get me to the next step. Mm-hmm. It's not for the good of the people. Give me a break. Speaking about not good for the people, okay. So as you know, if you've listened to the show before, we'll look at different morning news type shows to see what's being covered and to see how it's being portrayed to the American people. And Scott, you and I sometimes will check in on the Today Show. I look, it's like the second story. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a COVID scare coming this again. Winter. Yeah. Okay. And it's up to you, David. I mean, th- this thing goes on like two minutes. But they bring in the Pfizer CEO to oh. talk about how you need boosters. Of course. Okay, Just the, here's
2: the setup. Now to a COVID warning ahead of the holiday season. Health officials say we could see another wave of infections this winter. And they're urging Americans to get those targeted boosters before Halloween. Well, okay,
4: man- so if you just heard that and you're like,
5: what would the reaction be from a lot of people you know, David? Yeah, even the people who were most paranoid about COVID is like, we're we're kind of done with this because it doesn't stop the transmission. Right. And he, even the people who are going to go get more boosters are just sort of like, okay, tell me when I can get the booster, and I, I don't need to be scared. You're not convincing anybody. Okay, because
4: you would think they're they're trying so hard to still make this a thing. Yeah. And they go
7: on. Well, one man who knows just how important those shots are is Pfizer's own CEO, Albert Borla. <laughs> already Had COVID not once, but twice, just since August. Right. He sat down with CNBC anchor and New York Times columnist Andrew Ross Sorkin, who joins us now. Andrew, let's play a little bit of that conversation. Interesting to see the head of Pfizer. <laughs> yes.
4: Right. Okay. So they get into the conversation, right? They're
5: like, okay, this is proof that it doesn't work. <laughs> it's like wait a minute. We're gonna we're gonna bring in the guy who's made billions of dollars for his company yes. selling this shot to tell you to take this shot after he's had his shots and got COVID twice in the last two months. Yes, but he's gonna tell you why you
4: need it. Okay, that makes no sense. <laughs> well, it, it, hold on.
1: When I got it, I was actually in UK, and uh, I spent five days in. Uh, in the hotel. It was very light in symptoms, and I took Paxlovid again, and so I became negative in two and a half days.
4: See, so there's the whole thing about, see, yeah. not at the hospital, all right, you're going to get over it quick.
1: You take our drugs. I just had to stay in the room for five because that was the rule. And how are you feeling now? I feel very good, very yeah. good.
8: And were you surprised? I mean, within two months. I was surprised,
1: probably, if I have to take a guess. It was a new, uh, the new strain. Uh, And when I got it uh, back in August, it was the old strain of Omicron.
4: Pharmaceutical CEOs, they're just like us. They get COVID, too. So he thinks this is actually
7: some new sub-variant that he got, and that explains how he got it twice? That's
4: his explanation. But, of course, you know, when the CEO of Pfizer, the largest maker of vaccines, gets it and gets it twice in under, Uh effectively, two months, lots of questions. There are questions about mandates and vaccines and free speech, and all of those things were raised in this conversation that we had. In his um, mind, he he, thinks—not just in his mind—he thinks— because he had gotten the U.S. originally, uh-huh. he believes that was Omicron. He believes that what happened to him was he went to the U.K. and effectively got this new variant and would argue that this is why we all need to get boosted. He was mm-hmm. unable to get boosted because, if you know, if you remember, we're not, you're not supposed to get the yeah. booster if you just had COVID. Right. So
5: if- <laughs> so <laughs> do these people hear themselves I, that's
4: that's why I wanted to play it, because I'm sitting there God. thinking, okay, is there something I'm missing? Well, see, that's the whole thing, is I would have got the <laughs> other booster for the other variant, but I couldn't because I actually got COVID. Right. And then I got COVID
0: again. again. Right. And again, yeah. And Which is why you need to get the booster. Yeah. It, it... <laughs> So what? you can get COVID like me and sit in a hotel room in London for five days. But the new booster's going to carry it. this other variant. Yeah. They're just but, like us. See? But, $100 billion but, dollars
4: more than I'm me, just, but okay.
5: I'm so confused right now at that whole, oh my gosh.
4: Yes. Well, everybody got their marching orders, oh, okay? Buddy.
5: no kidding. This
4: new segment brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> like,
5: what, could he smell it? Could he taste the difference between nah. Nope. No, that must be one of them sub variants, okay? That, that's what that is. Not quite okay. sure on that one.
4: Okay, other stuff to get to. Wow. Uh, Tom Brady's taking some criticism today. Yeah. Uh, you know, greatest of all time. You know, it, he's always going to be known as that, right? Mm-hmm. But, man, it's not a great look right now when he was ripping into his offensive line yesterday. Get your bleeping act together. Whoa. You're bleeping better than this. Yelling at them. Hey, he's a motivator. Yeah, except there are a lot of people saying, yeah, where were you at training camp? And where were you for the Saturday, you know, walkthrough? You're at your old owner's wedding? Hey, how about you shut up, Tom Terrific? Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah. I just stand back and watch. I, I, I understand, man. I mean, the other thing is I can understand why he's so mad. I mean, he sacrificed his family on the altar of football, <laughs> and his teammates are letting him down now. I left my wife and kids for this game. <laughs> Do you see my wife just left me, and I'm here with you guys?
0: I, hope she I ends- didn't
4: come back here to be 3-3. Three and three.
0: I hope she ends up with a rapper. Oh, my God. That would be perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
4: much to get to today. Oh, <laughs> DeSantis just drove the left insane with what he said over the weekend. We'll get to that much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin show Jamie Markley David Van Camp Scott Robbins Florida governor Ron DeSantis in the news a few times over the weekend very popular right now across the country it seems more on that a little bit later um, did say he plans to ship more illegal migrants off to more states including the president's hometown you know the left freaking out he sent the plane to Martha's Vineyard
5: and Let's see, that was beyond the pale. Yeah. Human trafficking. Yes. It had the same themes as the Holocaust. <laughs> that's right. I was trying to think of the most outrageous takes on that. Yeah, that's that's what John Berman on CNN actually said that.
4: Yes. Um, let's see. Anti-Christian. There are a lot of different things. Like Just insane. But he says, no, we're going to keep on doing it, um, said roughly 100 migrants will be dispersed between uh, Illinois and Delaware. They're sanctuary places. Yeah, That's I mean, where they, they are equipped to take in you know, people. That's they're what they are welcoming
0: say. cities. They told mm-hmm. us, they've been lecturing us about that.
4: Yeah. Um, the communications director for DeSantis said, while Florida has all hands on deck responding to our catastrophic hurricane, the immigration relocation program remains active. So, yeah, I mean, and dealing with... The hurricane still, as that is now out of the news cycle, you'll see different stories where you're talking about hundreds, thousands of people. What are you going to do? Do you have the energy to rebuild? There are a lot of people over the age of 60 that have lost everything. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Are you just going to move back to other family and other states? Are you going to try to rebuild? There's a lot to figure out there. And taking in more people here illegally is not something that they really what or should do yeah so there you go gonna be shipping more off um by the way uh saw the candace owens documentary oh you did see it about black lives matter no, i haven't seen it yet and and you know from covering what had happened all through george floyd and then the reaction to it and then finding out things a little bit later And then, of course, where the Black Lives Matter money was actually going. Mm -hmm. I would say if you followed all that, there may not be a whole lot of surprises. But I would say you would have a different view of George Floyd than what you may already know. That's not to excuse anything he did. But there were people that were close to him that he lived with that were interviewed by Candace. And it just sort of gave you a different view, but the fact that no one from George Floyd's family went to visit either one of them or get any of his stuff at his home after he died is, well, head-scratching.
5: Yeah. Mm. Well, they saw a cash cow out of it. You could say that, yes. Uh, They raked in tens of millions of dollars not only through donations, but because the city of Minneapolis gave them money. But it's odd because you saw George Floyd's
4: brother that would go out and do interviews all over the place, right? You would think that at some point he might want to talk to the people that George Floyd lived with the last couple of years of his life. Say, hey, man, tell me about my brother. How was he doing? What was going on? Hey, there's a couple of things the family would like to have, things of his. His stuff's still there. It's rather odd. (laughs) It also gives you a completely different sort of view of Derek Chauvin and the people that worked with him for years and years and years. And, you know, that iconic sort of look on his face that terrified a lot of people, like Mm -hmm. it just looked cold, like he was choking this guy out, and he had evil in his eyes. The way people would tell it is that was him all the time. He was just sort of just, you know in thought or he wasn't it wasn't so much um an evil look it was just sort of matter of fact he was just doing what he had to do in the moment but there's a whole thing about where was his knee actually it really wasn't on its neck it's very interesting documentary just say that um janet yellen says our economy remains resilient we'll get to that much more coming up Van Camp and Robbins show. A Gen Xer, a Millennial, a sexy Boomer. It's Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, our economy—I can't even do the imitation, remains resilient. Anybody want to give Janet Yellen a shot there?
5: Uh, our economy remains. <laughs> Resilient. Resilient. She's got that <laughs> Werther's original that's in her. <laughs> in, it's, it's in between her teeth and her gums. Right. Like, you know, like how uh, how the dudes dip tobacco. It's like right. that, but it's a Werther's original. It's caramel yeah. that she's got Yum. in there. It helps with the throat. She puts them in her purse. She keeps them in her purse oh, at all course. times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, last week, it was confirmed that inflation is still out of control by uh, federal data. Although, again, if you've gone grocery shopping any time in the last month, you know that. Uh, Treasury Secretary uh, Janet Yellen has some good news, though, for people who worried about paying their bills, things like that. Okay,
2: good. We're taking strong action, both in the United States and globally, to contend with these headwinds. In the United States, our economy remains resilient bolstered by president biden's oh.
0: economic plan <laughs> like there is what? such a
4: thing what what is that gosh, dang <laughs> it man i don't want to be disrespectful i really don't <laughs> how does this happen how does this person get in charge
5: i think we know <laughs> they're acting like uh the miami dolphins quarterback Tua's uh doctors you know after he <laughs> lost his way back to the huddle well Tua's is resilient okay <laughs> I know he can't remember how to pronounce his own last name now, but, you know. Gosh, man. When they tell us how
0: energetic Joe Biden is. Right. Well, he just runs circles around the youngest of the staff members.
4: It remains resilient. And the last part again.
2: Bolstered by President Biden's economic God. plan. Holy smoke. His
4: economic plan got us in this crap hole. People realize that in the polling, they see it that Biden owns this economy. It is what it is. And Janet, what was it that she couldn't remember? Someone had to explain to her. She didn't understand the supply chain issue. Right. And admitted it. Mm -hmm. Went on CNN. Didn't understand it
5: at the time.
4: (laughs) Well, that's your job.
5: She's actually started freezing her Werther's originals to make sure they last longer. It's tough out there for everybody. <laughs> I
4: hadn't thought about Werther's originals either. <laughs> but gosh dang, that's funny. Struck me
0: as very funny, yes.
4: <laughs> okay, so you got to laugh through some of this stuff. You got to. Um, who is topping the list of favorable politicians oh.
5: in this Harvard-Harris poll? This is why there is this singular focus on the part of the media pretty much about uh, January 6th. Oh, the day America almost fell <laughs> <laughs> down! Donald Trump and Mike Pence, according to Harvard-Harris, their recent poll, top the most favored political figures in America. No way. Yep. So Donald Trump, it's kind of a wash at 47 and 47. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, percent approval. Uh, Mike Pence <laughs> is a little bit over uh, on the plus side, at least. Uh, 44% to 40%. He's 4 uh percent over uh in terms of favorability joe biden comes in third place at negative eight holy smokes
4: okay i want to make sure man i saw a completely different version of this story Mm -hmm. the
5: version i saw it had desantis at the top well it, it depends on how you break down the numbers because it gets a little bit Wobbly, because there are a lot of people who don't know who some of these other politicians are, and that skews it. When you just look at net favorability, uh, yes. Desantis is on top at plus six. Okay. Then it goes Mike Pence at plus four, and he's ahead of Trump. Oh yeah, but but the numbers are thirty nine percent to thirty three percent, and so there's a lot of don't know no opinion out there with that. Got it.
4: Okay, so if you're just taking about raw positivity, yeah. that's DeSantis. Yeah. But you have to meet a threshold of people being familiar with yeah, that person. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. So why, if knowing that, if Pence, uh, at least in you know some of this, is more popular than Trump,
5: why do you think that is? Well, it's the net favorability that's a little bit higher. And I think it's because, one, there are more people who don't know, who aren't going to weigh in one way or the right. other. They may not really know who he is or know a lot about him even Mm -hmm. though he's vice president for uh, for four years. Uh, But also because he actually that's also the blessing in that is that he kept his head down and did what he needed to do. Yeah. At the same time, man, there
4: were a lot of Trump supporters totally ticked off at him. I know. But have they forgiven him or do they still hold him responsible for not carrying out whatever on January 6th? I,
5: I think that's a fairly small percentage I do, too. Of Trump voters who, are like, who thought that Mike Pence could magically go in there and stop the election from being certified and being legally enacted. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, the people who think that, that Mike Pence actually could have somehow stopped the election from, from happening or from taking, uh, I think that's a very small percentage. And I think that, yeah, they'll never forgive Mike Pence.
4: I think there's another reason. And this is probably only me that thinks that Pence is as popular as he is. And if you think I'm going to say because of his faith, that might be part of it. But I think it's probably something else. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. Oh, yeah. See, and he said it with passion. That's worth
0: three points right there. Yeah, In the I think so. Favorable column. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, they tried that, you know, impossible meat or whatever it is. And they didn't like it. They knew Pence had it right from the get go. So I think that's one of the reasons they like him. Uh,
5: Obama talking about Democrats being buzzkills. What's this yeah. all about, David? Well, he was on the uh, Pod Save America podcast, hosted by his former underlings. And anyway, he showed oh, up on there. Goodness uh, gracious. Yeah, it's it's a cavalcade of insufferability. Um, he said the way Democrats talk right now, though, needs to change, okay? Oh, that's part of the problem?
4: Yeah. The way Democrats present themselves. Okay.
1: You know, not, not being a buzzkill, right? <laughs> uh, you that's know, a, that's so, a lesson for the Democratic yeah, Party. Yeah, <laughs> and, and sometimes Democrats are. You know, people just want to not feel as if uh, they are walking on eggshells. Uh, and 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 they want some acknowledgement that life is messy, right? And And, and that attitude, I think Uh, of just being a little more real and a little more grounded is is something that I think makes goes a long way in in counteracting what is a systematic... What? um, The the, the systematic propaganda that I think is being pumped out by Fox News and all these other outlets all the time.
5: Okay. I don't even know what that means. Is it don't be so preachy? Yeah, but... But I also think it's the tried-and-true Obama model of tell people what you what they want to hear and then just do whatever you want to do. Just lie to people. Yeah, I think so.
4: Part of it, when he says, you know, Democrats are a buzzkill and people are walking on eggshells, they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing and someone else would take offense, right? I think that's what he's getting at. And at the same time, all I can think of— is the way he would lecture Republicans. Like, Mm -hmm. you should be focused on this. You remember this.
1: You know, the Republican Party would uh, be engaged in a significant debate about uh, how are we going to deal with the economy and what are we going to do about climate change and what are we going to do
5: about...
4: Well, and those things have been talked about and mistakes that were being made with the economy and how you can, you know, try to get away from fossil fuels... But you go that route it's going to take a long time and it should be done very gradually right the, the republicans have talked about that mm-hmm. but then he went on to say
1: lo and behold the, the single most uh, important issue to them apparently right now is critical race theory who knew that, that that was the threat to our republic but
4: yeah all you people that think that's like a threat no people care about their kids and how they're educated Maybe they don't want to be told that they're evil from birth and there's nothing they can do about it because of the color of their skin. Or that a kid with a different color of skin is oppressed and he's never going to win. He doesn't even hardly have a chance.
0: Plus, in fact, you forced this on us. Absolutely. It's not like it was created by them. You know, come on, man, shut up.
4: Or when he says education is a culture war distraction. Right. Or, you
0: know what? Maybe
4: talk to your wife about her race hustling ways with all this nonsense.
7: I, like so many parents of black kids have to that the the, the innocent act of getting a license mm-hmm. puts fear in our hearts. Um, Come really so I think I think we have to talk about it more and we have to ask our our fellow citizens to listen a bit more.
4: Yeah, you're not listening, okay. Barack, you better let her know she's being a little bit of a buzzkill there, dude. Right. Good luck with that one. <laughs> well,
5: the other thing is I think this really speaks to what the Democratic Party at the top really sees as their biggest problem with his messaging and not results. It's it, they're obsessed yeah. with the way things look, the way things sound, the way things feel yep. and not what the actual results are. So right now you've got insufferable uh, qualities about the way in which you speak to people, which, yes, mm-hmm. that does hamper. But the thing is, the polling is upside down, not because of presentation, but because people don't like the results. Yep. Well, the, the race hustling should stop.
4: I agree. Jeez. Hey, did you see this story? Elaine Maxwell from prison saying, I feel so bad for Prince Andrew? I'll see. That. Go ahead, David. Lay this whole thing out.
5: Okay, so... We all know that the Queen of England, God rest her soul, is the one who had Jeffrey Epstein killed. See, I don't know that. Because, oh, come on. Yeah. It, come on. It was the Queen of England. Had, I, I I don't think so. I think it could have been the Clinton people. It, but whatever. They don't have that kind of pull, man. I'm telling you, they don't have that kind of pull. Uh, the Queen of England does or did. Uh, anyway, the royal family uh, got caught up in the Epstein, you know, global pedophile ring because prince andrew was a part of it and you know he said he denied it on the basis that well his victim said that he was sweating and he claims that at the time he couldn't sweat or whatever yes now Ghislaine maxwell jeffrey epstein's madam is in prison and she's saying she feels bad for prince andrew i guarantee you because she wants to make sure she's sending the message to the royal family don't have me killed (laughs) i'm not going to talk about you Apparently,
4: she was quoted as saying, I feel so bad for him. I follow what's happening to him. That's what she told filmmaker Daphne Barak, according to the story. Mm -hmm. Said, I accept that this friendship could not survive my conviction. He's paying such a price for the association. I consider him a dear friend. I care about him. I don't have an expectation. You know, as far as being friends with people after her prison term, especially Prince Enu, People who I've been friends with and very close friends with, I can't think about what they will do or not do. Hmm.
5: Very interesting. Well, this is actually a pretty remarkable turn of events because it's the first time that somebody has put out a sob story in an effort to stop from getting choked up.
0: Yeah.
4: Man, usually it takes till Tuesday or Wednesday for van camp to get on this kind of roll. Oh, it starts my. early this week.
0: Woo! Got a good week
4: ahead, don't we? Man. Um, man, a troubling story about police officers and a trend that's happening straight ahead right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robin. I look up at the Fox News monitor. I had not seen the video of these protesters in Scotland just opening up
0: like cartons of milk and dumping them on the floor. Yeah. The animal rights nuts. Oh yeah, yeah. The animal rights nuts. And everybody's standing around watching it. Have milk everywhere. I know, but these people, I don't understand. They've got their phones out, they're filming it. Nobody's and it, look, there's two people there. Bring the cops
4: in. Just Round them up. Take them. Publicly
0: cane them. Right on the spot. That's got to stop, Just man. walk up to them and say, you can't do this anymore. Stop it's... it. Or,
5: or just say, as their punishment, they're going to have to go work on a ranch for two months. They will not be able to eat enough steak afterward.
0: <laughs> I would make them lick it all up like a cat, too. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You know what? Your choice. (laughs) Yeah, Lick it like a cat or take your public caning. Yep. Hey, was. Man, speaking of cops, this is a terrible story. You're seeing this across the country.
5: Yeah, it's really bad. Um, There's a 30-year-old Texas police officer in San Antonio uh, committed suicide earlier this month, marking the fifth suicide in the SAPD by an officer or a recently retired officer in the past seven months. And so the article on Fox News talked to a a psychiatrist in Austin who was saying, well, a lot of it has to do with, one, it's a violent job. You see things Mm -hmm. that no person should ever see, but you've signed up to do this to keep your community safe. And then on the back end of it, the community, in a lot of cases, can turn its back on you very quickly. And the sad part is it's not even the entire community, it's not even the majority of a community, but it's these left-wing nut jobs who want to put defund the police ballot measures out there and things like that because they think you're all killers. And that's really sad. But this is going on all over the country and it's because of what we've seen the last couple of years, rising crime rates and the entire step of the way, uh we've been told that the police are the bad guys in the whole situation. Well,
4: in any in any business in any career you're going to run into people that are jerks mm-hmm. and abuse their position. It happens yeah okay and you weed those people out and they're punished. but the overwhelming majority of people on the police force yeah. are good people trying to do their jobs and it's a tough job sure I media we talk about that all the time, and that's not just lip service it's a freaking hard job and a lot of people are not equipped to do it my opinion there are very few that are and you got people that have to make split second decisions on things yeah sometimes mistakes happen but to take in some forms a mistake and turn that into what we've seen over the last two to five years is disgusting and that's that's sad and you wonder you see it all over it's police force after police force after police force. We can't find anybody to work for us. Our numbers are way down. And where's the next crop of people that want to be cops? Hasn't been a huge incentive to get no. people to want to go into that line of work. Man, oh, man. Okay, there's a lot to get to today, man. I, You know what, I see that video of those people pouring that milk. Right. If there were a few cops that got maybe a little out of control with them, I'd be okay with that. Oh, yeah, me too. This is the Marley Camp and Robert Show.
2: Are you ready?
4: okay we can't turn back from economic progress i see that as the headline of this story uh but i don't know of the economic progress we're talking about
5: well that's because you don't work in the biden administration and you don't have uh i don't know a lot of your portfolio uh dedicated to electric cars See, that's why they're getting desperate right now. Uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says the president's getting ready to take some sort of action against inflation and rising energy prices. Here's what he said on ABC. Okay.
6: As you have seen uh, throughout this year, he's taken a number of steps, everything from flexibility on ethanol to uh, the release from the Strategic Oil Reserve.
4: Oh, it'd
5: be huge.
4: Yes. That has really pulled the lever, hasn't it? To try
6: to create a little bit of breathing room for families that are paying too much at the pump.
4: Uh, Well, he tried and failed.
0: They talk a lot about breathing room, don't they? They do. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Better find another tool in the toolbox. Uh,
6: Also drawing attention to the fact that you've got uh, a lot of corporations that are wildly profitable right now in what seems to be a larger-than-usual spread uh, between wholesale oil prices and what we're paying at the pump for gasoline.
4: How about the electric car industry that you're benefiting from there, Pete?
0: How about somebody taking responsibility? How about somebody saying, you know what, we're wrong about this? Not going to happen. I mean, you can't do that. You got an election less than a month away. No doubt. And
4: a lot of investments from electric vehicles and clean energy, Scott. This is part
6: of a bigger focus that the president has sustained throughout this year on fighting inflation and creating more of that breathing room for American families, which is part of why achievements like the Inflation Reduction Act, lowering the cost of health care, lowering the cost of energy for American families, it's why that's so important and it's why we can't turn back on the progress that's been
4: made. (laughs) Fighting it? It's like a boxer that takes a dive in the first round. Oh, okay. I'm going done. Uh, I'm done. <laughs>
0: done. <laughs> Uncle.
4: Doing everything. Every tool in the toolbox. The pulling every lever.
0: Pulled. Yeah.
4: God, what a shill that guy is. He'll say anything they give him to say. Oh, yeah. Before he goes out there. Stick to those talking points. Good job, Pete. Meanwhile... You, you bring this in, David, I promise, just to infuriate Scott or I or anyone listening.
5: Yeah. No, I, 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 I like to do this from time but to time. But we
4: should know that this has happened again.
5: Yeah. Dr. Anthony Fauci has started his farewell tour with an interview on ABC News. And the topic of school closures came up. And he got mad at the suggestion that he had anything to do with that. Oh, God. Okay. I'll let you go first, Scott. They
8: always come back and say Fauci was responsible for closing schools. I had nothing yeah. to do.
1: I mean, you're, I you're, mean you're, let's get down to the facts. You're, you're not uh, the head of a school board. Uh, exactly. But, but, but a lot of schools were... We're closed. A lot of, there was a lot of
4: remote learning. Right, and it yeah. went on for, for, in, some, in some jurisdictions for the better part of two
8: years. Right, exactly. And we've seen the impact. We've seen what's happened in terms of lower reading scores, lower Absolutely. math scores. I mean, yeah. who knows the psychological impact. Right. I mean, it was a steep cost. It was. The most important thing is to protect the children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you did... It's plausible deniability. I mean, is that what we're going with yeah. here? Now, He told everybody <laughs> to trust him. Yeah. And, Everybody, and, trust me. Follow the science. And here are the guidelines. I'm suggesting. I'm not telling you what to do, but not, here's what I would do. <laughs> not me. Yeah. This guy, it's not me.
5: No. Oh, yeah. I mean. I mean. Okay. He, and don't attack me. You're really attacking not only <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Oh, oh, yes. Geez. Now I want to take you through this journey, okay. if, if you'll allow me, because in fairness, here is what he said in July of 2020. Okay. About schools.
0: All right.
8: Always make the goal that it is very important to get the children back to school for the unintended negative consequences that occur when we keep them out of school.
5: Right. And he's, he kind of okay. went back and forth a little bit on that. Like, yeah, th- but he has said, in fairness, that uh, the priority number one should be figuring out a way to get kids back in school. And that was the one part of his holiness, the science itself, that liberals didn't listen to. They didn't want to. Uh, But then when Biden came into office, he said we could only get schools open if Congress passed the American Rescue Plan. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Roll it.
8: I think that the schools really do need more resources, and that's the reason why the National Relief Act that we're talking about getting passed, we need that. The schools need more resources.
4: (laughs) Yep. And it got passed, and there were still... Well, teachers' unions saying, we need more. Yeah. We need more. The whole air system in this place, yeah. we need it replaced. Was, billions of dollars, they're they are not replaced.
5: I, w- no, I don't know any that are. I would love to know. I would love to see a progress report on how many are actually yeah, underway. Because it, it right. wasn't just billions. It was hundreds of billions. Billions of dollars. of dollars.
0: Yeah. The HVAC systems in every school.
5: Yeah. Yeah, the cleaner
4: air and all of that stuff.
0: Yeah. No, man. So the question is, where'd the money go? It was spent. It was sent. Well, the whole thing, man,
4: I remember the CDC saying the kids should go back to school. And the teachers unions came back and said, whoa, whoa, wait a second. And all of a cell, CDC director Rochelle Walensky did a 180. Well, I just don't think the time is right. Yeah. Got to keep the children safe and the teacher, too.
0: I mean, he but had, they he knew had,
4: the numbers. They yes. knew how much risk kids were really at, and it was very little. And they knew it. And even, what was it, this past summer, he was talking about kids might have to mask again. Yes. Knowing the mask did very little good, especially in school. Can't wait for that guy to get out, and I hope everything is found out
5: about him. Oh, no. they Nobody cares. No. It'll... You can't stop me from hoping, David. I know. I said I
4: hope everything comes out.
5: I'm here to be a dream killer here. Uh, I know you are. There are a lot of Republicans who are going to talk a big game, and they're not going to do anything.
0: I hope you're wrong. I really do. We'll see. I just remember going to my granddaughter's high school band concert. (laughs) I, I, I Clearly, I'll never forget this. I know. Walked into a gymnasium full of people with masks on. The the kids are all sitting down there with masks on, little holes cut in the mouth so they can play their freaking instruments. Yes. I'm looking at this going, what's happening? What's going on here? Well, there's this is insanity. But every single, they weren't the only school doing that. Well,
4: no. The one video that I remember that was being showed was in the band, there was kids in individual pods. Yeah. Yeah, playing, yeah. which
0: was a joke, like Spinal Tap. The
4: pods they were in, when <laughs> yes, was, yes, like the movie. Yeah, yeah
7: one
0: guy. Well, you with were the also talking, yeah, <laughs> you were also talking to me about the the boys playing basketball with pulling the mask around their neck. Well, it was, the first time I saw it was a girls' basketball game. Yeah,
4: crazy. And they were wearing the mask as a chin strap. Yeah, I mean, it was around, around their chin. Neck, right? It was a joke with everybody. So like, oh, we got to do it. The COVID yeah, pretend- entered
0: through your chin. <laughs> 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 they were they were protected then. Yeah, you're right, but nobody was was doing it. Gosh, so stupid, man. Golly.
5: Okay, uh, what's up next? Oh, a fact check, David. What's the fact check on? Oh, Reuters uh, wants to fact check after the audio that came out last week in the European Union Parliament where a representative of Pfizer was asked, hey, did you guys prove that this covid vaccine would actually stop the transmission of covid and she says well no we didn't test for that and so of course a lot of people have said well boy that seems very significant considering that policymakers have made a lot of well big decisions based on the idea that it would stop transmission of the coronavirus so from reuters social media users are circulating video clips of testimony by a pfizer executive who is said to have admitted that the company and its partner did not test whether their mRNA-based COVID-19 vaccine reduced transmission prior to rolling it out, which is something the companies were not required to do for initial regulatory approval, nor did they claim to have done. So they actually kind of missed the mark because uh, in the the deep-in-the-weeds science of it, the scientists and researchers, whether it was Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, were not saying full-throatedly that, yes, this will stop transmission. However, policymakers absolutely made that claim. Yes. The yes. CEO of Pfizer, Albert Bourla, did make that claim that it would stop transmission. And they did lie. And anyway, here's a handy little montage again to remind you. I'm not making this up. Thank you.
7: Vaccinated people do not carry the virus. Don't get sick. You're not going to get COVID if you have it.
4: These vaccinations.
0: There is only one confirmed positive case per 5,000 fully
4: vaccinated Americans per day. (laughs) This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the
1: unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated.
8: I know I've said that constantly and others have as well. If you want to work for us in person, you've got to be there and get vaccinated. Enough is enough. Yeah.
5: God, that makes me angry. So nobody is out there saying yeah the researchers at Pfizer lied no we're saying that the people who were making decisions that impacted everyone's lives lied well and to say
4: that you wouldn't you know pass it on you wouldn't get it right Mm -hmm. say well yeah they didn't they didn't they didn't say that again man when you have the CEO of the company yeah out there saying this is what's going to happen well okay you you are man you're what, technically not lying, but you're leading everyone to believe something that's not true? Mm. Yeah. Okay, whatever you want to call it. All right? That's BS. And you knew exactly what you were doing. And I hope people don't forget. I hope Rand Paul doesn't forget. You know, after the midterms. Okay, I guess we haven't hit this yet. We should probably talk about it. Um, if you haven't seen the video... Uh. Joe Biden was playing the role of Creepy Joe again over the weekend.
5: Gosh, why does he um, More do this? sniffing?
4: Well, it, I, I didn't catch any sniffing. Did you, David? No, I did not. Okay. But he was putting his hand on this girl's shoulder and telling her, um, you know, not to, what, have any boyfriends or serious yeah. boys until she was 30? Yeah. You know, something like that. Um, here's the audio of it. Now,
1: a very important thing I told my daughter and granddaughters, no serious guys in your 30s. Okay. Right. <laughs> no
3: keep, what?
1: No serious guys in your 30s.
3: I'll keep that in mind, At least.
4: They rolled with it. Yeah. The one girl that was touched, the still photo, she looks uncomfortable. Very much.
5: Well, yeah, because it's creepy Joe Biden grabbing you and talking about your dating life. Which, by the way... Having a man in a position of power, physically controlling a young lady and telling her how she should or should not act around members of the opposite sex, Mm -hmm. all I got to say is, (laughs)
0: Handmaid's (laughs) Tale!
5: The patriarchy is alive and well. (laughs) Joe Biden's trying to control women's bodies. You know he smells like aqua velva, too. Oh, golly. You know that. <laughs> How many times has
4: that guy been told, just don't touch women. Just don't touch them. And don't touch kids.
5: <laughs> yeah. He
4: may Listen, man, he may not mean anything by it. That's just the way he was. But he was talked to about this. Remember on the campaign yeah. trail, they made this into a big deal. He's always all touchy and feely. He's like, I'll try to change, but this is the way I've always been. Dude. Mm-hmm. Somebody stop him from pawing. Just keep your hands off.
5: That's why they call him the Rust Belt Rubber. Or the Pennsylvania Palmer. The Scranton Sniffer. I mean... (laughs) I understand. (laughs) It's hard to get all all, three on the same (laughs) t-shirt. Buy all three (laughs) t-shirts.
4: By the way, what is that supposed to mean to no serious guys until 30? 30,
0: 30!
5: Who knows?
4: Oh, yeah. Just just have friends with benefits until you're like 28 or 9. (laughs) Then start looking. Just go
5: around until you're 30. All right. Uh,
4: People really do like the police? Really? We'll get to that much more coming up. Van Camp and robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. New poll out that might be surprising
5: to people, Dave. Yeah, well, it does my soul good here, uh, at least in part here. Uh, but it's a Harvard Harris poll, and they talked about the favorability, or they asked people about the favorability of different institutions. And topping the list, I'll say two out of three ain't bad here. Uh, topping the list, U.S. military and police. Amazon is actually number two. That still kind of depresses me. But at least, I mean, yeah. Amazon functions, right? <laughs> it's something that you yeah. you click to order something and you'll get it soon. So I get why people trust it, why people have a favorable opinion of that. But, yeah, um, right now, uh, police, just generically, police have a plus 45 favorability rating, which is wow. really... We awesome.
2: don't want no more. Yeah.
5: That clear? Uh, somebody better tell cory bush favorability of black lives matter on the other hand uh 44
4: they haven't seen the candace owens documentary i was just
0: yet. i was just gonna say that yeah you're right no even the trailer they haven't seen
4: follow the money and tell me you still have a positive opinion of black lives matter right. <laughs> golly man
5: yeah that's something uh other news. Kanye West bought Parlor. Yeah, remember that it was supposed to be, you know, this free speech platform uh as a sort of counter-programming to Twitter. Um and it it got nuked early on because uh Amazon Web Services actually took down the site. They're they had,
4: canceling everything at the
5: time. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they so they had to find an independent web hosting service for the to keep the social media platform alive. But, yeah, apparently Ye, uh, formerly known as Kanye West, is going to be purchasing Parler, which I think that's kind of a win-win. I mean, we'll see what what Kanye has to do with it. Um, But you know that the people who are running Parler uh, just wanted to get it off their plate, get it off the books. And if Kanye's going to buy it, who cares? I would say that's probably right. I mean, that thing was on fire. It was the number one download for like
4: three weeks in a row from the App Store a lot of people joining and then man as soon as amazon pulled the plug and they tried to fight it best they could you yeah. it was tough after that and with yay you know there's a big conversation going on in conservative circles because anytime there is a popular figure you know in culture that speaks with something that conservatives agree with they want to amplify what that person's saying but sometimes there's a difference between amplifying what someone's saying and then the actual person. Because with Kanye, then the next thing you know, it's all this anti-Semitic stuff. Yeah. And I, I was reading part of what he said. I was trying to make heads or tails of it. And honestly, I couldn't do it. So, you know, that story well, continues on. You want to take to a dance on.
0: with the zany. That's the way it
4: goes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Biggest story of the day, David, would be what on this Monday?
5: Man, there's a lot. I, I think the biggest story of the day for me is that there are still people in the White House trying to put lipstick on the pig that is our economy. Saying, uh, I mean, Pete Buttigieg, to me, that's one of the funniest things is Pete Buttigieg, transportation secretary, saying, "Hey, you know, you know why Democrats aren't talking about the American Rescue Plan? You know that two trillion dollar giveaway mm-hmm. that uh, is is kind of responsible for a lot of the inflation that we got going on right now." They don't want to talk about it because there are so many accomplishments under President Biden. They just don't have time. (laughs) (laughs) What a shill, that dude.
4: Okay, um, big race in Pennsylvania with John Fetterman. Audio, you got to hear straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Seeing on Fox right now on the monitor, Russia using Iranian-made drones to attack Kiev. This thing is getting uglier and uglier. Mm-hmm. Stakes are rising, and we're saying, no matter what it takes, we're not leaving. We're in, no matter the cost, yeah. no matter the time,
5: because we got lithium to protect. I mean, freedom and democracy to protect. Yes. All right, more on that
4: a little bit later. Big Senate race in Pennsylvania.
5: Oh, yeah. Dr. Oz, John Fetterman. Yes, Dr. Oz, the Republican, John Fetterman, the far-left Democrat. And, you know, NBC News reporter Dasha Burns is still getting hate for telling the truth about Democrat John Fetterman, who's running for Senate. And all she said was that Fetterman struggled to maintain a conversation because he's still dealing with the aftereffects of a massive stroke he had in May. Seems important for people to know. Well, especially the way she laid it out in that, okay, he had to bring in
4: sort of a teleprompter because he can't understand what she's saying. Yeah.
0: He can read it and comprehend it and respond to it, but he can't to the spoken word. Correct. Yeah, okay. Yes. I mean,
4: that's a pretty big deal. I don't know what else you say about it. And so what? She shouldn't have let people know that? That's what...
0: People are are saying, are they going to have one of these in the Senate chamber that he can look at while they're debating and voting on issues? Of course not.
4: And it's going to give each name. This person said this, this person said this. I I mean, I don't know how that works.
5: Well, his wife, Giselle, says there should be consequences for that reporter for telling the truth about her husband. What?
7: You know, what a disservice that she did to not only my husband, but to anyone facing a disability and working through it and i don't know how there were not consequences right i mean
4: right no wrong how
7: there are consequences for folks in these positions who are any of the isms i mean she was ableist and that's what she was in her interview it was appalling to the entire disability community
4: okay come on stop it again what a few years a difference could make huh And you brought up that race in Illinois years ago. Yeah, Mark Kirk.
5: Yeah. Lost because, well, he had had a stroke. Yes. And the Chicago Tribune actually came out and said, that's the reason we're not endorsing him.
0: Right. That's how we got Tammy Duckworth in Illinois.
4: Yeah. Listen, man, I don't think anyone has anything against anyone that's had a stroke. But if you can't do a particular job because of it, what are people supposed to do? Just allow you to go to work and not be able to do a job and still pay you? That's not the way the world works. Yeah. It's an awful thing when that happens, but this is crazy.
7: And I think to journalism. So I was. Well, Hold
4: on. I got to go back. What?
7: hauling to the entire disability community. And I think to journalism. So I was shocked. I'm still really upset about it. And uh, I think the positive is it's that okay. it's brought a lot of conversations around accommodations, around rights, around...
4: Age. Okay, hold on a second. I'm trying to just listen to this as the spouse of a person something horrible has happened to. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to be in her shoes. I don't know her background or anything else. Of course, whatever outlet is going to put her on to say this because they're trying to further an agenda. But this yeah oh, gosh if I guess if you're going to put yourself out there like yeah. that, even though you're sort of a grieving spouse dealing with a lot, well, but, you're putting yourself up for criticism. But, you don't know
5: what you're talking about here's the thing about her though it's uh, you get very strong dr Jill Biden vibes that this person is a climber, this person wants the juice and has actually in the past bragged about that she's like the brains behind the Fetterman operation. And I mean, to me, again, like we were talking about on the campaign trail with Joe Biden, if that's my wife, I want to do everything possible to make sure she doesn't humiliate herself. Sure, out there. And look, you know, if Fetterman needs to focus on recovering from his stroke, and you know, again, that's that's a terrible thing I wouldn't wish on anybody. Uh, Agreed. To have a stroke like that, but this is a different conversation, right? We're not. We're not. Not Nobody's making fun of him because he just has problems hearing things. The concern is what does that mean when you are in the United States Senate, which is a very exclusive club, and a six-year long term? What does this mean moving forward? That's a legitimate question.
4: Yes, and the thing is for people, it's one thing to be in the position he's in. But when he goes out and then makes crazy statements himself when he knows what he's saying then you're like okay listen dude you can't do the job you're out there saying stuff like the
0: eagles are so much better than the eagles right what the eagles are so much better than the eagles you know i can tell you right now coming from someone who was unable to do a job and was fired and let go i couldn't be on this show anymore right because i couldn't speak and I couldn't put a sentence together. Yeah. Yep. I couldn't sit there and ring a bell and get paid for it. There's certain things you got to be able to do if you have a particular sort of job. Right? Correct. Yes. I mean, this, yeah, it sucks. But what do you got? I wasn't claiming, are you discriminated discriminating against my disability. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I had to get better. So does he. Nothing says he can't run again. When he's capable of running again? Yes. Or go on Sunday night football and or make d- the picks before the game.
1: Eagles! Right. You're or you right. can do that.
0: They okay. Yes. But good golly, man. If we're going to equate this with somebody who needs a ramp to get in on a wheelchair, that's, that's ridiculous. Well, his wife goes on.
7: Ableism, right? I mean, ableism was trending on Twitter. It just shows there's oh, so okay. much. Well, it must be so true that's then. Settled,
0: then. That's it. It's trending on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Done.
7: But these networks have to take accountability, right? Like, where is your training? <laughs> right. Um, your training? It, it was appalling to see. Who are
0: you? Yeah, exactly. All right, see, and then
4: any sort of compassion I have starts to no. fly right out the window.
7: Well, you
5: know, you, you played that older clip of him saying the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. I mean, he hit the campaign trail again talking about abortion. Yeah. And, I mean, listen to him. Okay.
1: Abortion right Deserve to every woman, regardless of where, straight. Excuse me, what state that you live?
4: Yeah. Okay. I think he's saying abortion rights uh, should be available
5: to women in any state. Yeah. But it's abortion what did he rights. Des- say abortion rights deserve to every woman, regardless of where straight.
0: Yes, that was the original sentence.
5: Yeah, it's problematic.
0: We're having a conversation about whether or not this guy can be a senator. His wife says so, and she
4: went on. It,
7: it was appalling to see. And you see that in schools. You see that with young children. Oh, so you we don't go. expect to see it at this level. And, you know, I haven't heard an apology. It hasn't come. I am hopeful that, you know, they are, will reflect and see that they did an incredible disservice to all Americans. Okay,
5: uh, I mean, listen, th- this is the same campaign. This is why I also don't have any sy- sympathy for... Giselle in this case and really John Fetterman, not because of the stroke thing, but because his his being a horrible human being is a preexisting condition. All right. That existed before he mm-hmm. had the stroke. But when they're talking about compassion and all of this and blah, 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 dude, this is the same campaign that is calling out a Muslim doctor and saying that he's could not possibly be loyal to the United States of America because, well, he had dual citizenship with Turkey. It's not only Islamophobic, but it's xenophobic as well. Wow. Well, when you're on the
4: left, you can pick and choose whenever you want and then have excuses to back it up. Just part of the deal. Okay, other news out there. Um, Oh, and I saw this in a poll. Top lifestyle changes we never follow through with. Things that you want to do, you talk about it, and then you don't follow through. And earlier, David said it was probably something to do with exercise. That was yeah. number one. Yes, going to bed earlier was also named. Yeah. People okay. talk about it all the
0: time. Yep. Have you ever done that before, Sean? So go to, go to go to bed earlier. Yes. No, not really. Okay. I, I mean, I
5: I go to bed fairly early. David, you for that? I would like to be able to, yeah, but I got two can't. little kids at home. I mean,
0: no. Yeah, he's in the weird spot right now.
4: Oh, plus you were watching the game last night. Yeah, we I was. were. Rooting for the Cowboys, but yeah. they didn't win. You know mm-hmm. who won? Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, hitting ten thousand steps a day, people mention. That's but a lot the- of steps, man. Yeah, um, some people do it, yeah. and then some people went down to eight, eight thousand, or mm-hmm. seven thousand because there was different research done. Right, but then it's how much you know. Do you get the heart rate going? All of that sort of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. people always talk about eating less sugar. I've seen a lot of people actually
5: be able to do that mm-hmm. over the long haul. I've, I've always heard with the no sugar thing or lessening the sugar, it's, it really sucks for like one or two weeks. And then you don't miss it.
4: If you can make it, at least from what I understand, to like four to six weeks, you're doing really well.
0: You know, considering all the bad habits I've had, that isn't one of them because my dad was a diabetic. So everything we always ate or drank around the house never had sugar in it. You know what's interesting when you were in the hospital with those heart attacks? Yeah. Okay. All I did was eat sugar.
4: <laughs> well, it was it was wild because that was the way you quit smoking and drinking. Mm-hmm. Because you couldn't. Right. And you were, you know, you were up there for like 6 months. Yeah. In ICU for what? 4 of those months. Yeah. But man, you would eat Skittles like they were going to stop making them. I know. <laughs> it was it was amazing Skittles. how many Skittles you could put down. And then people talk about using the phone less or cutting back on alcohol, eating more vegetables, um, and reading more. And then making sure you get enough me time. Just to check on you right now, Scott, are you getting enough me
0: time? I get plenty of me time. Okay. My life is me time. David, you're going to get some me time back. When? But, seventeen years. Yeah, I was just going to say seventeen to there, twenty buddies. years.
4: Yeah. Well, you got two little kids. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> no guarantee after that either. That's You'll, just, if you carve yeah. it out, you can still get some me time. Get a little me time for the wife, little me time for you.
5: Carry on the family tradition and leave my family.
4: <laughs> don't no. Oh gosh, don't even say it, man. Just like my daddy. <laughs> Well, you know why? His dad was a fan of...
0: Eagles! Yeah.
4: (laughs) Part of it. All right. News update straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins... Okay. You had a story, David. Liberals are crying, but I'm not quite sure why.
5: Why now? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, it's because uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, has decided to expand voting access to people who were affected by, you know, that that hurricane that came through. So he's looking at the most affected counties in southwest Florida and said, okay, we're going to uh, make it a little bit easier for you to send in a ballot. Obviously, you've lost a lot of things. There's mm-hmm. a new executive order that came down, and now liberals are freaking out about it because they're like, we, "These are heavily Republican areas." <laughs> <laughs> Golly, yeah. As if these chodes didn't just say, "Yeah, just throw out the rule book during the pandemic election. We're not going to cheat. Come on, <sighs> oh, no." So, yeah, he signed an emergency executive order that expanded mail-in ballot access and early voting availability to counties that were heavily damaged by the Category 4 hurricane. And people are upset and crying hypocrisy because, like, areas around Orlando, for example, which may have been affected but not as acutely, uh, were not getting the same considerations. And it's like, dude, look at the damage between the two regions of the state. Come on, use a little common sense here. So DeSantis is saying, yeah, we're going to help you if you've lost everything. Maybe you're not even at your house anymore or even living in that region right now, but you are still eligible to vote, and we're going to try to help you accomplish this. Uh, Joanne Reed, one of the dumbest and most racist people on television, tweeted out, it should surprise no one that Ron DeSantis, after failing the people of Lee and neighboring counties by not pushing for an evacuation in time to save their lives and homes from Hurricane Ian. Oh, my goodness. It, still on that. Is now piecing through the map, making post-disaster voting easier only for Republicans. Well, no, there, there are Democrat voters in those regions as well who will benefit from this. I think DeSantis has made the
4: point several times, and I think he's done it well. Where where was all the media? Right
5: in the Tampa area. Right.
4: Well, cuz the hurricane changed course
5: right. and those and those evacuation orders were not up to him. They were up to county officials and he's and he said and I I like how he's gone about it. He's he said, "Look, I mean, I'm not going to sit here on Monday morning quarterback anybody's decisions." Of course, we're going to look at and see what could have been done differently or better for next time but no i'm not going to sit here and and attack anybody for for not issuing an order when pretty much everybody was thinking the the brunt of this storm was going to be further north it's just funny to me
4: oh this is awful but yet you have people on the democratic side like stacy abrams still saying you can't give out water right people vote they're thirsty the bible says you should give out water. water You know, it's actually. How did she say that? Can we revisit it that? Some sort of what biblical for, Yeah, it was something. It was like taking two or three biblical stories together and tying them up right into a, the Georgia yeah. voting law. In an
2: act of
7: cruelty that the good Lord warned us about. <laughs> if you read the Bible, there are at least two stories of making sure that we multiply loaves and water, that we create wine. I'm not talking about what we're going to drink. But the Bible has, is filled with parables about how we're supposed to feed and take care of one another. And yet on the day when we are deciding our future, they have made it illegal to get water or food in line. Yeah.
5: Dude, you, you know what, what, what is already underway in the state what? of Georgia? What? Early voting. And Raphael Warnock went in and cast his ballot and there was not a line. No need for water. Which is weird because we were told that Georgia's voting law was like Jim Crow 2.0, so certainly it would be hard for Raphael Warnock as not only a senator running for re-election, but as a black man, you would think that if this were Jim Crow 2.0, he would have had some trouble today. And uh, he didn't.
4: Well, it's different for him, David. Some people don't have the same opportunities. And the lines are stretched out for miles. They're waiting in line already. What would the prophet Aquafina do? I don't know, but from his
5: from his past, he could just run over people if he wanted to That's to get there. That's true. He did run over his wife. Yeah, in-person voting in New York, New Jersey, and Delaware hasn't started yet. So what? Where is uh, Jim Crow 2.0 really happening? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Real quick, too. By the way, just to mention, why is it
4: for our friends in Alaska, Republicans there are calling on Mitch McConnell uh, or actually. Kentucky, the Kentucky GOP to censure Mitch McConnell because he's interfering in the Alaskan Senate contest because you have the Republicans that have endorsed a candidate there but you got Mitch putting all his money behind Lisa Murkowski and say, hey Mitch knock knock it it off no more water for you (laughs) what do you think of that? This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin show Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins.
5: All right, David, wherever you want to go. I know you got some clips. All right, yeah. Well, Corrine Jean-Pierre Van Damme Mellencamp is uh speaking, uh, being asked about a number of things going on in our country. And of course, top of mind for most people is uh their bills. It's the economy. Always. Yep. Because right now people have taken a huge step backwards. If you've got a four oh one K it's probably lost about 25 percent of its value now. Uh, this is a real problem. There, there are there are some serious issues going on in this country, and the White House doesn't really seem all that interested in really fixing it. They seem more interested in making sure that the right wheels get greased and they, the right investments for them start to pay off. I mean, look at credit card debt. Yeah, it, it, it keeps going up,
4: and more people are taking out another credit card. You know, not to take vacation,
5: it's to pay their monthly bills. Oh, yeah, yeah. and the other thing to keep an eye on right now is Airbnb bookings mm-hmm. are down significantly. I was I'm just sure. reading something about that this, this week. So the Airbnb economy is a, a good uh, metric as far as how people are going to be spending money moving forward. People are kind of hoarding whatever cash they have because it's bad out there, and it, all indications show it's going to get worse. Yep. Uh, So anyway, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, was asked uh, about, like, what the White House's plan to address this? What is the president calling for? Uh, It's Peter Ducey from Fox News asking the questions here. Have the president's economic advisors told him that the general consensus now is that the American Rescue Plan has contributed to inflation?
2: Secretary um, Yellen, who is incredibly well-respected, as you know, in the uh, by economic space. Has...
5: yeah. By, by who is right. I mean, there yeah. are a lot of people, even, even liberals, even people who worked in the Obama administration who know her. Yes. Are like, yeah, you need to put her out to the pasture.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's nobody out. That's, that's yeah. a
5: lie. Do they say
4: that about other people that are well-respected? Because usually if someone's well-respected, res- well you don't have yeah. to point that
5: out to people. go. Yeah. No yep. one's saying that about Warren Buffett. Nope. And he's like 150 years old. Yep. Uh, anyway.
2: Spoken to this, so I will leave her words. Uh, speak to that to the, to, to the statement <laughs> that you just made. Here's the thing. What the president has done, the issues that he has worked on, when you think about Medicare, when you think about health care, you think about energy costs, you think about Inflation Reduction Act, uh, you think about the CHIPS Act, they are popular. They are popular with the American people. They understand. The American people understand what these pieces of legislation that, that we have worked so hard to get across the line, that are now law, is going to change, change the lives of American people. Now, is there work? Is there work?
5: The question was when? <laughs> yeah. Boy, isn't that that a good question? It is a good question. Well, it's probably
4: because you sold something to someone that thought they were getting one thing and got something completely different.
5: Oh, and even part of that American Rescue Plan, the $2 trillion giveaway that was the first big piece of legislation that uh, Biden signed was a lie because a lot of us who got what we thought were like stimulus checks for children— (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, those, no, 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 that was an advance on your taxes, which means mm, you actually, right. in in some cases, I uh, had to actually pay, pay that back. Absolutely, me too. Yeah, so, no. hmm, that was a bait and switch, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Anyway, there's there's about 17 seconds more in this clip.
2: There okay. work is there work work to be done. There's always more work to be done, but we are making we are taking the steps to do that. Again, congressional Republicans they are doing nothing, absolutely nothing. They want to repeal. They want to take away the advances that we have made. Go ahead.
5: What advances? They're not going to say. Where are the They're receipts get on that? Yeah. Specifics. Yeah. No way. You said it. You, no. you, you can talk about Medicare lowering drug prices all you want. And, and you know, if there, there are a lot of Republicans who said if you had a clean bill that said we're going to do this, they would do it. They would sign it. Mm-hmm. And part of that is the influence of Donald Trump wanting to actually get something like that done. And congressional Democrats wouldn't want to work with him either. Um, but the, the problem is you, you can lower the cost of prescription drugs all you want for seniors. That is not going to offset significantly the amount that those same seniors are paying for energy and for groceries. Right. Yeah, when she was talking about energy
4: and what we've done with energy and it's really popular. No, it's not. Right. <laughs> because people see what they're paying. It's so frustrating. really popular with my six
0: friends over lunch. (laughs) We love
5: it. Okay, did you want to have another clip from her, too? Yeah, let's just do one more here. Uh, It's about John Fetterman, the far-left Democrat running for Senate out of Pennsylvania, who had a massive stroke back in May, Uh, has trouble processing what he hears and has trouble speaking. And so she was asked about that today, about John Fetterman. Does, Does the president have any concerns about... John Fetterman's health, all things considered. I mean, it it is actually kind of a, a big deal. Right. Okay. Uh,
2: the president has found him to be an impressive individual, and uh, who is just as capable as all, who has been, who's just as capable as always, and who is who's carrying out his office. He's currently the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, as we know, and he's doing that with great ability and heartfelt for, for concern for the people of the Commonwealth. So, yes, the president feels that he is he is very much capable of doing the job.
4: Well, of course. <laughs> somebody like biden's gonna say well yeah look at me he's more than capable of course yeah. he is no one not done that. the history books will notice right. see right. yeah the <laughs> fine are you kidding true international depression heck yeah you could be the president
0: Jeez. Wow. what i just think it's so it's crazy we're having this conversation it is crazy it's Keep, We're dealing dude, with this. We're dealing with this with a senator and the president.
5: Well, I mean, dude, this would be like it's Vince just, This would be like Vince Neil saying that I look like I'm in great shape. You know?
0: Yeah, right. Right. And you, like deflate if you stuck him with a pin, you know? I mean, <laughs> oh boy. It's just it's just we, we play these clips and again, I mean, it's just ridiculously nuts.
4: Well, I think we got another one. This one's from Fauci. Is he saying, I I, I was not misleading people? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay.
5: Yeah. Yeah, Did Fauci's, he really say that? Fauci started his farewell tour on uh, ABC News, and he says, hey, I never misled anybody. That's a misconception about me. <sighs> okay, man. You know, I don't know how many Fauci clips that you actually want
4: to get to. We could get to plenty after this. Go ahead and roll this, man.
8: The misconception is that I was misleading people. You know, to say that I, who have been advisor to seven presidents and have never, ever veered one way or the other from an ideological standpoint, for somebody to say that you know, I'm political. Yeah, political. I mean, that's completely crazy.
6: Would you take back what you said about masks? Obviously, the guidance
4: changed, but you, yeah. were, but you were very definitive. You said there's absolutely no reason for people to be wearing masks. Yeah, I
8: mean, sure, if I had to do it over again, of course, I would have analyzed it a little bit better.
4: Wait a second. You didn't mislead anyone. You told them. Not to waste their time on masks. And then it was, well, we got to have the mask. You were actually telling the truth in the beginning because you knew cloth mask would not do much. So you're like a half step behind in the misleading
0: category. You got to come full circle. Am I missing something? Usually there's a time limit on revisionist history. It's like, you know, decades have to go mm-hmm. by before you start the revision of history. These guys do it in two months. Wow,
5: man. It's just so frustrating well, with on so the, many levels with that guy. With the mask thing, too, and John Carl's such a hack because, I mean, Fauci publicly a few times has acknowledged that he did intentionally mislead people about masks because they wanted to make sure that the masks were available for healthcare workers. Yes. Yeah. Golly. But, you know, we had all the
4: research with the cloth masks. It's a different thing with the N95s. Remember all this? Mm-hmm. It's like, at best, 20% efficacy. And with kids, it's usually less because they wouldn't wear it the right way anyway. And it was just, what? It was before school started this year. And this was from NBC5 in Chicago.
8: Before we start talking about pulling back on them, let's get that dynamic of the virus in the community low enough so that we can feel safe in pulling back on the requirement for children to wear masks.
4: Dude, and you knew that it was preventing learning from happening, especially in elementary school. You knew those stats. You still went about, well, I, I did a school, I had nothing to do. <laughs> yes, you knew everyone was looking to you for the guidance. That's right. And throughout all of it.
8: When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not gonna get infected.
4: <laughs>
0: Gosh dang.
4: Right, of course. That's what I. That's what finally broke people, like Megyn Kelly, and it was like you, Dr. Fauci, <laughs> which is still one of my favorite clips. One day, and she just had enough. You, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, she spoke for millions when she said mm-hmm. that. I think. Oh, and the other thing, shaming people that didn't want to get vaccinated. Oh my God! You owe oh people an God. apology, you old
8: jerk. If we had optimally implemented a vaccine program, those numbers would have been down. Those are many of them, not all of them. Many of them are unnecessary deaths because we have up to 60 million people in this country who are eligible to be vaccinated, who've not gotten vaccinated. We've got to be doing better than that if we really want to get this thing over with.
0: You unvaxxed, caused people to die. You know, people lost their jobs, their livelihoods. Yeah. What's their repercussion now? You it's said it was yet. their fault that this thing was being passed around. And if we got the vaccine, we wouldn't get Which was a complete lie. You knew it then.
4: Well, we'll see, man, because as time goes on, uh, there's going to be more and more discovery of people that were actually injured from the vaccine. There's going to be more and more. Not to that mention that, come out. right? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing. Uh, real quick. I don't know if you had heard this, but China has urged all of its citizens to evacuate Ukraine. That's not good. Uh-oh. Yeah. with Russia, you know. Mm-hmm. May have been tipped off to something.
5: mm
4: Okay. That is a concerning situation. Also, she over there, over the weekend, talking about Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some saber rattling going on there. Like, yeah, we won't hesitate as far as military. I'm paraphrasing. But there's a whole lot of problems going on just in the world. It's a good thing we got a steady hand mm-hmm. like Joe Biden. Well, a good thing we don't have mean tweets right now. Oh, man, that'd be awful. That'd be terrible. Okay. There's a lot more to get to. Oh, apparently we're going to be treated to uh, another clip from White House Press Secretary. I can't even say it. Cree Jean-Pierre. Then what is it? Something Mellencamp?
0: Van, Van Dam Mellencamp. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That
4: you're going to want to hear straight ahead right here. Robert Show, Jamie Markley, David, Scott Robbins. Sorry, man. Sorry, I'm laughing. Uh, You know, in
6: some ways, having achieved so much legislatively makes it uh, hard to talk about it all at once because there are just so many accomplishments. (laughs)
4: Sorry, just (laughs) throw some Pete Boot Edge Edge your way from over the weekend. Just couldn't help myself. So many accomplishments. You're just, your jaw's
0: dropped. Something gets upset because you leave them out. I mean, you know. Three-hour show, we couldn't fit it all no, in. No, never. Wow. Check out our podcast, all the accomplishments of Joe Biden. <laughs> Pack a lunch. It'll be a long one. So, okay, talking
4: about the economy, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, yeah.
5: said costs are coming down? Yeah, costs are coming down. I don't know if you knew that, but, yeah, they're they're coming down. So Costs she, of what? Uh, Glass uh, ceilings? <laughs> No, that's very costly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what it is. I suppose I should play the clip. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, talking about inflation, and she says, we're doing everything we can, and, in fact, we have, like Pete Buttigieg said, we have too many accomplishments to squeeze into this one little setting here, okay? Oh
2: the president understands, and we've talked about this many times, um, that uh, inflation um, is an issue, high, high cost. Cost is an issue for the American people.
4: Well, thank you for that, because a lot of us didn't understand it. That's really good. Thank you.
2: Issue, high, high cost. Cost is an issue for the American people. And so he's been very clear about making that his number one economic priority. And he has done the work. And he's done the work with congressional Democrats. When we talk about inflation, gas prices, that's been something that the American people uh, have seen for the past several months, several weeks, and has, as cost has been coming down.
4: And they went back up. Seriously, man. Yeah. she has been taking lessons from Kamala because that was close to 30 seconds of saying nothing. Yeah. except she's trying to get you to believe well costs are coming down right. to get that, but it's one phrase after another, and as we've talked about, and this is very important to the president, and it's been his focus as far as economic policy, and inflation is something, you know the cost, the cost that that's important to the American people. well, freaking right, of course it is. What are you doing? Right. That's the question.
5: (laughs) It's like asking one of your local city officials, hey, what are you going to do about those potholes on Main Street? Well, you see, people really, we understand how important it is to be able to drive on a road. We believe that roads are important, and we understand that the American people expect to be able to drive on roads. And that is why we are focused on people who drive on roads. But what are you doing about the potholes? Who's filling them in?
4: And sometimes, and especially uh, for marginalized people that don't have <laughs> shocks as good right. as others, they spill coffee when they run over the potholes. <laughs> and so it's an assault on the the least among us,
5: actually, when it comes to uh, the economy. You know what? I I actually I, I think that's a great addition to the analogy here, because that's exactly what the White House is touting right now. Hey, we've We're doing this thing with hearing aids to where you can get some of them Mm -hmm. over the counter. That'll save you money. I mean, this is literally like if your city council decided they were going to address a pothole problem by putting in place a program to get people's tires replaced. (laughs) Yes. We're going to save you money on those tires you have to replace. We're not going to fix the road. but No.
4: Right. (laughs) But we know that it's important. And we're doing everything that we possibly can. Right. Okay. Thanks a lot for that. Uh, Something else that we're going to get to is apparently right now what Republicans across the country are doing as far as women's access to reproductive health care is an assault. Scott, I don't know if you knew that.
0: On what? On what is an assault on? Women?
4: No, on their access to reproductive health care. Okay, got it. It's actually an assault. All right, got it.
0: Do they ever pay attention to what's going on in the world their world that's the only thing they pay. that's the only thing it consumes them this is it that that you call that an assault yeah well it's a language has got the shock value to it you know when you use words like that yes
4: this is the markley van camp and robin show
5: okay if you had to pick one story that's the biggest story of the day what is it man it is the never-ending excuses for the economy i know we went over a lot of that just now but uh, I'm getting more and more information on how the White House is trying to spin it. And Corinne Jean-Pierre accidentally told the truth about what happened with that American rescue plan, oh. which caused really? skyrocketing inflation in the United States. Oh, so we're going to be treated to that. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And Scott
4: Robbins, Yep. top three stories. Is yep. this from today or from over the weekend?
0: Uh, could be both. Okay. Actually, yeah.
4: Is this something you've been thinking about for a
0: few days? Yeah, stewing it around in my brain a little bit, yeah. Getting all ready for the big one on Monday. We'll choke it out, yep. Excuse me? You heard me. Okay. I don't know exactly what that
4: means, but we're going to find out together. Next. Van Camp and Robin show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins got the trifecta from Robbins coming up in a few news update. David Van Camp, a double shot of Cre Jean Pierre.
5: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, the president's closing argument for Democrats in the midterms is going to be about abortion, apparently, because they uh, obviously they feel like they've got nothing else to run on. Even though, I mean, there's even new polling out that shows that even women ages 18 to 49. Yeah, About 10% say abortion is the top issue that they care about. It's all the economy or crime, period. Yes. Well, and then it's what we're to believe.
4: Yeah, anything past 17, 18 weeks is diabolical yeah. the women's rights.
5: Yeah. And, uh, and so Corrine Jean-Pierre gave a little bit of a preview. Oh, okay.
2: Assault on women's access to reproductive health care by Republicans' official is an assault. And the president's going to speak about that, uh, as he has been for the past several months. He just talked about when he was out uh, west, he talked about the national bans that we're seeing from extreme Republicans.
5: It's an assault. Yeah. That's what it is. Lindsey Graham's proposal, if you're talking about a national ban, was after 15 weeks. Right. Yeah, that's so not extreme. telling a woman
4: that's I don't know twenty weeks can't have an abortion. That's an assault. Yeah, that's what that is. Everything's lost meaning. And that message will be delivered by devout Catholic Joe Biden right. on yes. the
0: assault, and he'll use those words too. I'm sure. Exactly. Come on, man. It's, 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 oh. The thing about it, it's an assault. Not kidding. Not joking. Right. I know what an assault is. When I was in Scranton, I was working at the pool. I got beat up, and I was assaulted.
4: He did? No. Well, no. Again, no, no one not done uh, nah. nah.
0: The history books will note it.
4: Right. There right. was an assault. No, assault.
5: Re- remember, his keynote story about uh, racial reconciliation is that there was a bad dude named Corn Pop. Yeah. And Joe Biden, as the only white guy there, was the only one equipped to get that guy in line with a mm-hmm. length of chain. Yes. Threatened to beat up a black guy to get him in line. And that's him talking about racial healing, okay? Yeah you just threaten to whip people, then they'll do whatever you want them to do.
4: Right. Well, I mean, we could go down this road for a while, but there's another clip we got to get to. What's the other green
5: Jean-Pierre? Well, she was asked about the state of the economy. And, of course, uh, inflation is out of control. And it's been made worse by the policies of the Biden administration. And she accidentally admitted that the American Rescue Plan is to blame for the (laughs) out-of-control inflation that we've seen. Again, she's not very bright. No,
4: but at least she's getting closer to the truth. You pump a bunch of money and you print money and give it away when the economy's already recovering and you get inflation. Mm-hmm. About 18 months ago, when the president took office, inflation and gas prices started rising. Well,
2: 18 months ago, uh, the president signed the American rescue rescue plan more than uh, about back in April uh, of uh, 2021. And that uh, helped the American people that helped start, uh, uh, reopen small businesses that helped, uh, reopen schools. That was something that was so critical to meet the moment that the American people were going through.
4: Hold on. Uh, can someone explain to me <laughs> how the American rescue plan helped reopen businesses in schools? You could say, okay, open back up. Right.
5: <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. It, it it doesn't dude. It's nonsensical. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to make sense of someone that,
4: doesn't often make sense so but at least it's in concert with the rest of the staff there especially the leader so i mean they have that in common you know no well, that's true maybe she should just give up like joe does sometimes if you holds near and dear to you that you uh um like to be able to anyway right just quit <laughs> For for all of our sake, just quit. Just hit that. Give up like you did in that sentence. Hit that first exit ramp and go. Yes. All right, Robin. You ready for your big yeah, three? Let's go. All right, let's do this. Are you ready?
3: One, two, one, two. One, you. Oh.
4: It's the three most important news
3: stories of the day. I hit the trifecta! Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robin show.
4: All right, every day at this time, Scott
0: Robbins, three stories of the day, and to help Scott count them down, hey. I'm KC Kaso. I hope you had a good weekend, Casey? Good. <laughs> good. I'm glad. <laughs> yes. We're, very glad. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> three. But
5: enough about me. Yeah. Uh, right. no, number three, the Biden administration is researching blocking out the sun again.
0: Well, <laughs> in an effort to curb the global warming, the Biden administration is coordinating research into the feasibility and efficacy of blocking out the sun, at least partially, to cool the planet, you see.
4: I'm sorry, man. I'm already jumping in my mind to what if this were Trump?
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Talking about blocking out the sun. Yes. Yeah. And the reaction... From media would be really something. So that's part of what we're talking about right now. Yeah, they want to go 12 to 16 miles above the Earth. They think they can accomplish what volcanic eruptions have otherwise achieved in partially blocking sunlight and temporar- temporarily cooling the global mean temperatures. Mm-hmm. This doesn't sound like it could go awry or bad no. or anything <laughs> can happen from this, right? Smooth as silk. This plan will work.
5: Yes. Yeah. There have been different scientists over the years who have proposed something like this, like putting a gigantic mirror up in space, and all these things that would deflect some sunlight. To mm-hmm. uh, it all, it all sounds again uh, like a really bad idea. Yes. Yeah, the unintended consequences. I think
0: maybe they should put up t
5: tops. <laughs>
4: Like on your old Camaro,
5: right? <laughs> Let's just roll down a window. <laughs>
0: and on days when it's bad, you can take the t tops off, and when it's bad, when it's bad, you can put it back on. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Call it the Z twenty eight effect. Yeah. <laughs> Scott <Rodden's> trifecta. <laughs> yeah.
5: We're up to number two. Uh, the SEC has fined the University of Tennessee big uh, upset over uh, Alabama over the weekend.
0: Yeah, Alabama went down to defeat. University of Tennessee kids ran onto the field, tore down the goalposts, had a gay old time, and the University of Tennessee now has been fined $100,000 for well, that disruption. It was something, man, the scene. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Taking the goalpost out there. See, a dude ripped of the his road. shirt off and sat on top of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was wild. Well, it ended up in the river, didn't it? Yes.
5: Yeah, well, they, all, they also, uh, <laughs> there was a GoFundMe to replace it, yeah. But now that's getting backlash because the, I guess, the president of the school maybe or somebody yeah. with the school was saying, now tear it down. Money's no object. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: 80, they got 80000 of the 100000 raised already. Yeah. By the way, to tear it down. But they're going to find him $100,000 and the students have been warned not to pull that garbage again. Okay. Don't go onto the field. Don't tear things down. But it couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of guys in Alabama. I thought you liked Alabama. No? I like Tennessee better. Okay. I like the. (laughs) I didn't know, man. Right? Yeah. That's all right. You know, it's a bandwagon. It's it's temporary with me. You know, I can jump on any bandwagon at any time.
4: That's fine. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be mean and call you a bandwagoner as I have before. No, that's okay. I just I thought you liked Alabama. I really did, and now I'm finding out
0: that maybe you don't so much. You just want to see somebody else win. And we're talking about bandwagon jumping. Why I'm wearing a Yankee hat today? So there. Golly. Now, on I can't with believe the countdown. We've gone this long without you saying something either. Scott Robbins trifecta topic top 3. That, yeah. I'm trying to be
4: nice, I know, man. I know, I know. So, you know, we give it to each other all the time. I'm like, all right, I don't want Scott to get mad. I know,
0: I know. But that's fine, you know. And finally,
5: yes. One. <laughs> uh, number 1, The Hill, I guess, says Kamala Harris is the most consequential vice president in history. History of the United States of America.
4: What does I mean? that mean?
0: Well, that means that she's involved and will be involved in more tiebreakers because we're so fractured oh. right in our political climate that she will become consequential among the most consequential vice presidents in history. Now, as far as I know, they're alone in this take. I mean, the only person who really, really, really has got their eye on Kamala Harris is Dan Quayle. As far as he was the punchline of all vice presidents for years. Yes, she's taking over the crown now. Very happily, so. Yes,
4: but so consequential. If consequential means that if,
0: if it means you screwed things up, then I guess you would be right. Your consequential. Yeah.
4: Well, I thought you were the, talking about because it was a glass ceiling sort of thing. Well, you Wait know, there's,
0: there, there's glass all over the floor. You know that, right? Yes. Yeah. There's glass all over the floor, sir.
4: Okay, as we're wrapping up the trifecta, yeah. just a quick question on yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. When Biden won they were, you know, celebrating Kamala. And it, remember, they were calling it the Biden-Harris ticket or oh, the sure. Biden-Harris administration. Well, you
0: not leave her off, no. Okay,
4: I think we've all said at some point in time she was far worse than what we thought she would be,
0: and I don't think we had high expectations. Yeah, but I, knew, I didn't think it was going to be anything like this. I don't think we're alone in that. I mean, it's embarrassing.
4: Yes. So if you remember at the start... I mean, the left had little girls in T-shirts, Kamala T-shirts, and talking about, like, hero status and all of that. You're not hearing that at all anymore. No. Have you seen anyone in the last 10 years be built up that high to come crashing down that far?
5: I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's examples. Um, not of their—not not somebody who was that protected. No. I would say, because I can think of a few political figures who were built up and then just did all okay. – Jeb Bush comes to mind. Oh, yeah. But that was because Trump just – I mean, he burned it down and salted the earth on that guy. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, dude. That that was out that was outside pressure, and media did not rush to defend Jeb Bush. No. They loved it. And I'm in that boat. I loved it. I loved watching it. It was something, man. Trump yeah. just – we had a lot of fun. You know, that, that is –
0: that, that is interesting you bring that up, because I hadn't thought of Jeb Bush for a long time, but he was the, he was the guy. And, well, the odds-on favorite.
4: Oh, oh yeah.
5: yeah. Oh, yeah, and he, had a, and he had the good sense after that to pretty much just go and go away. Know, sure. sit on his pile of money. I mean, yeah. But I don't know about Kamala.
4: But, I mean, I, after this is all said and done.
0: There's no way she goes away.
4: Wow, man. There's no way. And how did it happen? Well, she had to go out and speak. I mean, at some point you, know, you got to do the job, and I mean, it
2: is time for us to uh-huh. do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Uh-huh. Every day, it is time for us to
7: agree that there are things and tools that are available to us
2: to slow this thing down.
4: Often, Robbins, you'll say that is someone's stairway
0: to heaven, like that is. Oh, that's quintessential. That's under greatest hits. Side one, cut one. Yeah, but is that the one? What well, we
7: th- must do. <laughs> to address the root causes of migration We don't have to go through to that whole thing To address the root causes mm-hmm. yeah. The issue
2: of root causes I mean it was
4: root causes seven times in 30 seconds oh my god it, Was it that? I mean was it
2: And um, talking about the significance of the passage of time <laughs> Right? The significance of the Is passage of
4: time Is that her stairway? <laughs> So, so when you many. think about
2: it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we okay. need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time <laughs> I know when we I think get about it. a day in the life of our children.
0: Okay. I like the, the. you can see the planets when she was with the oh, those yeah. little, little kids, too. <laughs> Your own eyes. eyes. Yeah, that's right. And they're all actors. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Oh, are you going to go to the border? You the borders are?
7: Not today.
4: <laughs> and everything was a joke and it's funny. Yeah, that's something, man. All yeah. right, Scott Robinson strike back got a news update and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead right here. show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins news update david van camp
5: it's one of the weirdest stories i've i've come across in quite some time but uh there's a guy named tim ryan he's a uh, democrat uh congressman out of ohio he's running for senate right now against Mm -hmm. republican jd vance uh and somebody has dug up uh a clip of him in a radio interview that was then filmed for a documentary during his first run for Congress in 2002.
6: Okay.
5: And it is the audio is just something that's pretty remarkable and shows you who this guy really is. That he'll just agree to whatever he thinks will get him more votes. This was churned up by the Washington Free Beacon. Um, but anyway, here is the uh, question and his answer on uh during a radio station interview
1: as a u.s congressperson will you support our demand for a full congressional investigation into this matter absolutely
5: now what does that matter the yes. matter is whether or not the u.s government paid to create hiv to kill black people what <laughs> oh that was a hot story for yeah. a while yeah really? oh, oh yeah Which is I mean it's ridiculous. No, that that's not how that happened. I think they're thinking of crack cocaine. That was invented by the federal government to kill as many black people as possible. Wow. Hmm. I like that that deer in the headlights. yeah, I, I, I'm, well, I'm sitting
4: here going, man, I must have been playing Guns and Roses I, I records. I, I
0: don't remember I, I, that story well, at all. I'm, I'm, wow! He, he says it so convincingly. I just, I'm looking at David going, oh, okay.
5: Oh, with, with crack? Oh, I'm like, no, no, no,
0: with crack. You're right?
5: Yeah, not not HIV. I I don't think no, HIV. No, 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 HIV. No, of course but, not. But I think, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember
0: that story though. I yeah. absolutely
4: remember that. Yeah. Well, then the question we have here is: Did Tim Ryan go ahead and fulfill that campaign wish, and did he? Oversee a thorough investigation to see
5: if AIDS was in fact created to kill black people. (laughs) Promises made, promises broken. We have never gotten to the. Where's where's Dr. Fauci? All right? Right. What was he doing? And with that, we get to
3: Nimrod. <laughs> when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins
4: show.
0: I love the poorly educated. All right.
4: Nimrods in the News. We start today for our friends in Michigan. 30-year-old woman there, Ashley Trout, went on a shopping spree with a stolen credit card. She was caught because at one stop it was a tractor supply store she used her personal rewards card, along with the stolen credit card. Well, that's pretty I dumb. mean, you want the reward
0: points, <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah. Hey, well. Did I, the person with the credit card get the rewards? Or did the <laughs> other... That's what I'd like to
4: know. Obviously, it was easy to connect the transaction <laughs> yeah. to her loyalty card and the cops tracked her down. By the way, it just wasn't one stolen card. Her and her husband, Edward, confessed to breaking into at least 15 storage units in the last three months. Then they'd sell the stuff online. The credit cards were from one of the units. So they were charged with conducting a criminal enterprise, breaking and entering with intent, possession of a stolen credit card, and larceny of a
0: firearm. Credit card in a storage unit? Yes. Hmm. You're nervous right now. Well, I'm thinking, did I leave one? (laughs) I've got a couple of them. Yeah.
4: Oh, and then did you see the intoxicated person galloping on horseback through Southern California in the traffic? that one. Oh, yeah. Your uh, police were on a pursuit, and the rider refused to pull the horse over. <laughs> so they got him in. And then you have all these images of officers escorting a brown horse to the police station. And they hitched him uh, up right outside the station. The naked guy or the horse? The horse. So It, w- it was a pursuit after a DUI on a horse, and that's Nimrods <laughs> in the News.